Hi, welcome to Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. My name is Michelle. You bless and let me take care of the rest. You bless and let me take care of the rest. That's what I'll be talking about today. So let's get right to it. I was uh, just actually literally just a few minutes ago, maybe about an hour or so, was doing some things around the house and I don't know what happened. Something occurred to me. I saw something on TV. Um, Just something popped up, you know, those random, what I call random drive-by thoughts. And so I started responding before thinking. I started responding. Um, And Holy Spirit said to me, you bless, very, very, in his gentle yet firm way. You bless, let me take care of the rest. You bless, let me take care of the rest. One of the things that I love about my relationship with the Lord, uh, as frustrating as it can be sometimes, but as glorious as it can be, uh, and everything in between, you all know what I mean if you're being honest, um, is that he has these moments. There are these moments when you're asking and seeking and doing everything you know to do, penting and humbling, and there's still flesh burning off, right? Living sacrifice. We're supposed to be spiritually on the altar at all times so that we are decreasing and he is increasing. So the flesh decreases, not literally, spiritually. Uh, Living sacrifice is an oxymoron because in the, what is it? In the Bible... There was always priests. What did that? That was their whole job. And the Lord even said, the Lord God Almighty even said, it's the sweet smelling savor, the smell of sacrifice, the, the smell that's that. And He's not talking about the smell of meat. He's talking about what it represents. The smell of flesh burning is what He's referring to, because He knows, and as we, as He tells us in the New Testament. The flesh wars against the spirit. doesn't mean that the flesh is predominant. It means that we don't recognize what's going on. And so all too often, because of our sinful nature, sin seriously in need, seriously in need of healing, because of our sinful state, we tend to play to the flesh more than the spirit. That's why he says, study to show yourself approved. So the idea that we respond doesn't necessarily mean that we're wrong, but we could be out of order. That doesn't mean we're wrong. It just means we're out of order. And it's not even our place, according to the Lord, it's not even our place to make that judgment, not only about where somebody else is, but about where we are, because we don't really know. We don't have enough information to know even a fraction of the things we think we know. We have no idea. First of all, we don't even admit that as a human race, we are all interdependent. We don't even admit that. So there's no way we can know every factor that's impacting or, um, what's a better word, influencing our life at any time. We think we know, but we're working with a very, not only a, a very set, limited set of factors, 
but we're also working with a very limited capacity, limited capacity to even understand what is taking place in any given moment. There is someone on the other side of the globe right now that is impacting or being impacted by what the Lord is doing in this moment. And yet because we have no uh, appreciation, no value, no love, no um, inclination toward God unless we intend it. So he gave us the, the, the capacity for free choice, the faculty for free choice, which means we have to be intentional about God and how that looks for us engaging with him. Because we don't act in this way, because we don't think in this way, because we don't uh, be, speak in this way, then we miss the point that even what we think we know, we're not even scratching the surface yet. But we use what we think we know as the basis not only for judging our lives, but the lives of other people. That's what the whole log and spec principle is about. Log and spec, it may not say that in whatever translation you use. I primarily use King James Version. So it says you have a log in your eye, but you're looking at the speck in someone else's eye. And he's not talking about, of course, it's a parabolic statement. He's not talking about a literal log and a literal speck. He's saying you've got a, a, a log's worth of stuff in your own life, and you're seeing through or think you're seeing through all of that to point out somebody else's speck. So he says to me, because we don't understand these things, not now this is I'm still I'm still talking, but I'm gonna go back to what Holy Spirit said. All of this is really because at some point in time he's these are the things he's taught me. We can't see our own we can't see our own way clear, but we're gonna tell somebody else how to see theirs. And I don't mean the unction of the spirit where you have to go up to somebody and you're like, Well, they're gonna think I'm crazy, which is most of the time. So if the Lord is telling you something and you don't have any discomfort, it's probably not the Lord. Most assuredly, it's not. Because even if it's the right thing to do and you know it's the right thing to do and you've been seeking the Lord, it's going to be uncomfortable. Why? Because the flesh wars against the spirit. So in this particular situation a few minutes ago, I, something occurred to me. And so I started addressing the thought. I did not cast down imaginations in every high thing. That's in the Bible, by the way. I didn't do that. I didn't say no. Nope. Casting down every uh, every imagination imaginations and every high thing. Nope. So something was trying to. Uh, it's the fiery dart, right? The fiery dart concept is something just flies by and we take a hold of it. And if we don't catch ourselves, then before you know it, we're off in the ditch somewhere because we got we didn't cast down the thought. We didn't cast down every imagination or I mean, cast down. I think it, the way it's worded. I'm not looking at the Bible. I'm looking at it. I'm not looking in it. Um, Casting down imaginations and every high thing. So we have to understand what are the high things. The high things are those that come when you are in your place and you're trying to, whatever your prayer uh, room, your prayer closet, your war room, uh, whatever you want to call the space, it doesn't matter what the locality is, but that place of private time with the Lord and something flies by. And you, instead of saying, examining, taking an objective, and yes, it's possible for you to take an objective look at your own life. Everything is not subject to what you feel or what you think. You have to be able, according to the leading of the spirit, to step back like, you're, like it's not you and look at what that thing is and say, you know what, that is not even any of my business, whether it has to do with you or not. Because sometimes, as you know, if you're on the way, 
in the way, trying to be in the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. If you're trying, endeavoring intentionally to seek the Lord, a lot of things are going to pop up along the way. The word of the Lord says the adversary comes with the brethren to the throne of God. We'll talk about that more in another segment, but I'm pointing out things that you need to go back and look at for your own life. So this thing, just like that, I'm off talking to the thing instead of doing what I was doing, like not just physically. I was still doing what I was doing physically. But I had been in another thought process concerning something the Lord was sharing with me, and just like that. And that's why I always tell you all, this isn't about about being perfect. It's about being perfected. I am nowhere near perfect because I don't even know what, what that is, and I don't even know why we have that in our vocabulary. But I am allowing myself, by the grace of God, by the Spirit of God, by the power of God, by the blood of Jesus, by the name of Jesus, to be perfected. I'm, what I do know is that I'm much quicker than I used to be. I'm much better, better at it than I used to be. And I do not boast in myself. Right? Yeah, I'm, I don't know if you haven't heard the saying. I didn't originate this saying, but my sister shared it with me a while back. If you haven't heard it yet, I'm going to share it with you. Half hood, half holy. I mean, half holy, half hood. Pray with me. Don't play with me. Right? That's who we are. But we don't, we don't, we want to be religious and churchy and, you know, well, I believe and you should do this and you shouldn't. Why are we all going to do the thing? That we're telling somebody else to do. Do as I do, not as I do as I say, not as I do. That has never been in the Bible, by the way. And that's what we get held accountable for. So just like that, the, my mind goes to a different place and I start talking in that thing or thinking in that path. And the Lord says, uh-uh, mm-mm, that's not where you are and that's not where I have you. I need you to bless and let me handle the rest. So that's what I'm sharing with you today, right now, because I already actually recorded a couple of these today. So, yeah, they're going to be daily bread. You're going to be getting them daily, but I have to record because of my schedule. I have to record in, in you know, a series at one time. So I'm telling you, this is the word of the Lord. You bless. Let me handle the rest. We like to get the blessing. We like to get the miracle. But we don't want to be a part of the process of actually blessing and being the miracle. And he didn't, he didn't beat me over the head with it. I got a pull in my spirit. He said, I need you to bless and I'll handle the rest. And at that point, I knew. I said, okay, sorry. <laughs> I repent of that, whatever that was. And then immediately he gave me the scripture, casting down imaginations and every high thing. Anything good in me is God. He is divine. Jesus is divine. I'm the branch. You are too. That means apart from the branch, we can do nothing. We have to remember that because we are so conditioned to respond in in ways. And we're told it's okay, by the way. But the Lord has already said, y'all don't own nothing here. Y'all don't even own your own selves. I'm going to let you continue along this path. Because the sacrifices I made, the Lord speaking, the sacrifices I made, I made for all. So I'm going to let you continue down this path, but really the reason I'm letting you, letting you continue is not for you to continue in your mess, in your junk, in your ish. The reason I'm letting you continue is so that you can learn to seek me and be delivered out of the things you say you don't want. 
Well, if we don't want them, then guess what? We cannot perpetuate them. We got one foot in the pew and the other one in the pit. And sometimes the pit is actually in the pew. What are we doing? Either we are going to make up our minds, we're going to use the capability, the faculty, the capacity to make choices for life, blessing, or for death, cursing. There's a reason we're not all in the same place at the same time, because we have to make a choice to be in that space. And I don't just mean logistically. What I'm talking about is the spiritual logistics of the situation. Just like there's a spiritual genealogy, there's a natural genealogy. Where do you think the natural genealogy comes from? Out of the spirit. Just like there's um, natural um, logistics, there's spiritual logistics. It's a, it's a matter of positioning. That's why he said, when, you, when I adopt you through Christ, I am positioning you in the same space as he is, not because of you but because you have accepted him. There's a positioning there. That's why it's not a reference to gender when he says, as sons. And we get caught up and tripped up over all these things. He says, you bless, I'll handle the rest. But we don't even know how to do that anymore. Why? Because we won't humble and we won't repent. You can't bless out of a dark heart. And when you take, even when you, we repent, we have to say, Lord, replace this. If I'm a liar, then I have to say, Lord, replace this, these lies with your truth. If I'm a hater, then I have to say, Lord, replace this hate, which is really perverted fear. Replace this hate with agape, with the highest form of love. Whatever your thing or things are. You have to be honest about them before you can pivot out of blessing into—I mean, out of cursing into blessing. Once we even begin to do that intentionally, we're not there yet. Every start means there's a okay. You completed that part of the process. Now it's time to graduate. So we're starting again. Doesn't mean hopefully we have some traction and some leverage and some momentum going because we also don't want to slow down the momentum of God. He is not waiting for us. I don't know whoever said that, but God is not waiting for us. If he knows everything, or since he knows everything from the beginning, the beginning from the end, the end from the beginning, he has given us time. We are the ones that are waiting on him or should be waiting on him while we're waiting for him. We don't even know what we're waiting for. But regardless of that, we should be waiting on him. Servers in restaurants who we typically treat very badly come to wait on us. That's what he's talking about. How are we serving him? And I don't mean the appearance of serving him. I mean starting from the floor. Are you on your face? Or, again, not necessarily logistically, although if you're able, that's what you should be doing at some point in your process. Are we humbled? Are we repentant? It is from that space of spiritual positioning, spiritual logistics, spiritual service to God, the willingness to allow him to bless others through us. I decrease so that he can increase. What do we think that means? 
And many of us, we're the young ruler, but we want to act like we're not. Well, I need you to go give this, 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 and this. I'm like, all right, mm-mm. they should get, they got to get their own. I'm not giving them anything. They should have done X, Y, Z. Okay, well, if he said that to you, where would you be? If right now Jesus said to you, you got to get your own, where would you be? We are here to bless. He told Abraham, through you, in you, not just through you, in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. That's the lineage of Jesus. And if we say we believe in Jesus, that's the lineage we come out of. It spoke, it's said in a different way in, in the, you know, your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and strength. We're not there yet. We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. Because if we were, we wouldn't have all this foolishness going on. Then we want to look around and test, say it, it's because of they. No, it's because of you. It's because of you. I am the problem. And we need to learn to say that. What is my part in this? Even if it's not us per se, the humility is before the Lord. So we have to be able to go to him and say, you know what, I don't know what my role in this is. I know that this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, but I don't know all of the factors playing into this situation. But I'm coming to you for me first, that if I had any role in it, spirit, soul, and or body, then I repent of that. And I need you to show me the way or get me back in the way. I need you to correct my course because it is not my intention to do anything against you and therefore against your people. His people is every people. Why do you think we're all down here looking different? He knew what he was doing. Complexion is a not, not a something to, for us to focus on. Complexion was to accommodate, is to accommodate the areas in which we lived or were originated. Think about it. That's what complexion is about. Humanity is about something greater. We want to slice the pie down to the most minuscule bits because it's convenient for us because we think we got it together. He says, you bless, I'll handle the rest. So I encourage you today, look at your own life. Spend some time with your own self. The problem is some of you don't even want to do that. You don't want to spend, not only do you not want to spend time with God, you can't even stand yourself. But you want to make it everybody else's fault or everybody else's responsibility that you're in the situation that you're in. God is faithful. If you want to hang on to your mess, he's going to let you hang on to your mess. He's not going to violate his own self for you. Meaning, he gave you free choice, the capacity for free choice, just like he gave me the capacity for free choice. There have been multiple times in my life where I was like, uh-uh, this is not, mm-mm, nope, don't want this. I don't know how we ended up here. I don't know whether I did it or it's just a, a factor of the spiritual genealogy. I don't know what it is, but guess what? I don't want it. And at that moment, that's when the delivery, the deliverance begins. But the deliverance is factored into the obedience. So you can't say you want God and tell him you don't want to obey him. He says to love me is to obey me. To obey me is to love me. So he's not going to violate his own self for us. He's already given himself for us. 
None of us is that special. The only special one was the one that was on the cross, who died, was buried, and resurrected on the third day. That's how special. If you can't bear the weight of your own sin seriously in need of healing, if you can't bear the weight of your own sin, then you don't have any business talking about anybody else's. And I can assure you that none of us can bear that. We think we know. We go through our challenges, our trials, our struggles, and we think we know a little something, something. But we don't. But the opportunity is there for each and every single one of us. And so I also want to say to you today and challenge you in this, to the degree that you are telling someone else in any way, shape, or form, spirit, soul, or body, that God does not love them because the love is reserved for you or whatever you think it is, then you are going to be held accountable for that. He will still save them and deliver them and heal them. But you will bear the weight of any interference you caused them. I love you. I bless you. I appreciate you. I'm grateful. And I bless the time you spent here today. Here, being in proximity, in close proximity in the spirit enough to listen. It's not about the physical location, the spiritual logistic. It's it's about the spiritual logistic of being willing, being able, desiring, being intentional. And so I bless your time. We need to bless one another and let him handle the rest for one another. My name is Michelle. Thank you for joining me for this segment of Daily Bread with Jam, a podcast by the Holy Spirit You Channel. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.